Hey everyone, welcome to both Mystery Twins Detective Agency and JoJo's World. I'm Liam S. Smith and I'm both of your co-hosts. <laughs> who introduces who first here? Who has the etiquette? I figured I'd just let you guys fight it out. Oh, okay, good. Um... <laughs> We're so I'm very professional. <laughs> we're so bad at this in terms of just fighting it out. I, I'll go. For, I'll go first. Why Everyone's go very for... polite here. Yeah, except me. I'm Nick Ballantyne, one of the co-hosts of JoJo's World, which is one of the two podcasts that we are combining <laughs> into this. And I'm Regan Lloyd, and I am one of the co-hosts of Mystery Twins Detective Agency, the other podcast we are combining in this. Yeah, and in this we are combining JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, and Mystery Twins Detective Agency, our mystery and detective television recap discussion podcast today <laughs> to talk about... Uh, a little show called Moriarty the Patriot. A show that loves to kill kids, apparently. <laughs> I love that when you told me we were going to be watching this, I thought it was going to be not an anime. I don't know why I thought that, but I thought, oh, it'll just be like a live action thing about Moriarty being a bad guy or something. And then I watched it and went, oh, Liam. You know, that might have been a good idea. <laughs> I but, think, you know. did someone just crack open a beer? That's me. I'm drinking a Nowhere Man XPA Rhapsody. Oh, that's new. Where's it from? Uh, Nowhere Man. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Uh, yes, Moriarty the Patriot. Before we get to that, I have a little something to share. Go on. I found some content. Uh, if this were, were just a Mystery Twins Detective Agency episode, I might almost call this a mystery of the week, but it's not. It's just kind of a thing. Okay. 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 So you guys know the Zodiac Killer? <laughs> Not personally. Where the fuck is this going? <laughs> oh, you don't know US Senator Ted Cruz very well? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so um, there was a bit of a news item a couple of weeks back that um, three folks, a mathematician, a programmer, and a codebreaker got together to crack one of the Zodiac Killer messages. What? Will it alarm you to know I already knew about this hot crypto <laughs> cryptography news? Um, because math and me, but go on, yep. please proceed. Okay. Well, I don't want to really delve into like the, the depths of the message because there's nothing really interesting in there and it's just kind of disturbing serial killer stuff. Mm -hmm. But something that caught my eye in this news article was, um, just this paragraph, uh, context about this particular note. Sent in 1969 after a school teacher and his wife cracked the Zodiac Killer's first cipher, the 340-character cipher was more complex and remain unsolved, even by a supercomputer designed to think like the killer. Wow. What, how does that even work? How do you make a supercomputer think like a killer? I guess it's like, I guess it's like how they, they get one of those script-writing bots and train it on <laughs> 10,000 hours of Doctor Who or whatever. <laughs> But what do you train it on? That one Zodiac Killer note they have, I guess. That maybe. they don't even know what it means yet? <laughs> I don't know how they would do that. Anyway, so here's my pitch. Yes. It's Hannibal, but instead of Mads Mikkelsen's Hannibal helping them catch serial killers, it's a computer they've trained to think like a serial killer. <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that. Is it like an old school version of what people think like a supercomputer in the far future would be? So it talks like, you know, lost in space, whatever that computer's name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And it's got like um like cassette reel tape that it speaks through. Oh yeah. beautiful. Mwah. And it's the size of a room. <laughs> 
And it's like one of those like boxy robots with little like Lego arms. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Of yeah. course. And um and but also because it's a serial killer, the like meta plot of it is that like through the internet or whatever, it sends people information or or manipulated data that induces them into being killers. <gasps> I like that. I was going to say, because it's a serial killer, it just puts viruses on everyone's computers because that's what it thinks. Murder is. It, yeah. <laughs> the first thing I do when I think about murdering someone is, how am I going to get a virus on their computer? That's the first it step. But you're not a robot is what I'm Amazon. saying, as far oh, as I'm aware. Oh, true. Regan, that was your first mistake. Nick is nothing <laughs> if not a robot. It's true. It's so true. Can you tell I've never listened to JoJo's well? <gasps> you What? <laughs> I know, I've been campaigning to get on the podcast since it started, but I have never listened Ah, to it. Until now. Guys, my dad made a couple of references to my podcasts over Christmas dinner, like (laughs) very specific jokes. Oh my God, which ones? One from JoJo's World, I outlined recently the um, Liam S. Smith system of liking things. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, Which, go listen to that episode if you want to hear it. Honestly, I will. Mm, it's an extremely uh, and then good also test. Some cracks, I think, about how like uh, we we joke on on MTDA about like how oh this episode will get funny in about twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in contrast to JoJo's World, which I feel like I start swinging swinging strong and then peter out after about half an hour. I just keep coming in with, but Liam, what are you talking about? And you go, Nick, that's not how improv works. <laughs> anyway, Dad, if you're hearing this, uh, I don't know what you're getting out of it, but I'm very flattered. <laughs> Shout out my dad. <laughs> And if Liam's dad is listening to this right now, what what is what is this world? How small is this world? Listen to more JoJo's world. Spread it with your friends. Oh man, seriously, Perth when my dad listened to my podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> I would love, just love if he recommended this hot new podcast he found, JoJo's World, and you were like, Dad, that was a real <laughs> bad news JoJo's World. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That was the content I brought. Thank I made you. that serial killer computer. No, I still think Netflix should at us for all their new mystery shows. Oh, absolutely. Wait, how many new mystery shows do you guys make up? Do I, I mean, like... it's, basically, it's basically the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just kind of get bored and then go on a tangent of pitching a new mystery show. Or I pitching mean, ourselves should... as writers for Nancy Drew. Yeah, you should absolutely oh, just be like, Netflix, give us a Netflix show where we make up Netflix shows. I dare you. Nick, you'd be delighted to know the other thing we spend a surprising amount of time talking about is Riverdale. Oh, Beautiful. I still haven't watched it, but ah, oh, fine choice. You gotta. Yeah, oh, you gotta. You must. It's so good. And also, the new season is out in like a month. Ooh. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, and Nancy Drew. And Cobra Kai is out on New Year's Day. Oh, I have, still haven't watched season one of that. No, neither of you have. No matter how much I tell you to on podcasts. Literally every time I go into Liam's house, he will genuinely be like, Nick, I was thinking about Cobra Kai the other day and how you still haven't watched it. And I go, I know, I know. No, all of my co-workers have watched it as well. I'm very much an outlier. Nick, Regan? Yeah. Yeah. Before he was Sherlock's rival, Moriarty fought against the unfair class caste system in London by making sure corrupt nobility got their comeuppance. But even the most well-intentioned plans can spin out of control. Will Moriarty's dream of a more just and equal world turn him into a hero or a monster? Why not both? Why can't we have both? What is the... Oh, how ironic. Maybe that's the thesis of the show. Get you a man who can be both. (laughs) Moriarty and Sherlock. Guys, what do we think of this show? I did not realise that these two episodes were going to be prologue flashback episodes. Yeah, I did a mystery envelope, but I was like, they did also just exactly show me 
what I've written down on the mystery envelope. <laughs> See, I also did one and got it wrong somehow. So I feel oh, like... Oh, I didn't do one because I felt like there was no mystery. So I don't know what you guys are even, even doing. <laughs> How did you not... No, there was clearly a mystery, Liam. There was clearly a mystery. Who is Moriarty? And I got it wrong. But, you know, <laughs> what is the show about? Let's just... It's it's a mystery for the ages. It's a mystery okay. across so, the show, you know? I've recounted this briefly on um, on a previous episode of MTDA, but a quick context of what happens in the first episode. Oh, I watched that. Oh, okay. <gasps> yeah. What did you the think? first episode? I oh, did. No. Oh, no. Well, because I thought you two had watched the first episode for a JoJo's episode. God, no. So I... We don't have that kind of level of a, like professionalism to watch the first episode of an anime. <laughs> Yeah, we do. That's pretty much all we do. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, I'd better, you know, be professional and, like, know what I'm doing. Get on our level that we are not at. Yeah, I don't know why I thought Liam had a different, a whole different level of professionalism for his other podcast. <laughs> okay, okay. I feel like you guys are starting to turn against me. <laughs> this was the whole plan, Liam. This it's your was fault the whole for getting plan. us together. Yeah. Help my co-hosts have unionised against me. <laughs> me and Regan start a new podcast, the Podcast Union Podcast. Oh my god, that actually would be really fun. Yeah, it's just literally oh no. discussions of union laws for the arts and entertainers. <laughs> I- ironically, the two possibly least qualified people in this call to discuss that about. Definitely. I don't know about that. Regan and I have basically the same job. Do you? Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, do you not know yep. about our uh, timelines converging? No, this is terrifying. Is this a mystery in of itself that has slowly It kind of is, actually. It's just like Ooh. every time one of us gets a new job, like six months later, the other one will get the same job. <laughs> okay. But in different countries, cooked. and it's very entertaining. Huh, that's odd. Okay. So, Regan, what did you think? Or, yeah, what happened in the first episode, in your opinion? All right, so the first episode, we meet... Moriarty and Lewis, who I thought was his butler. Me too. I couldn't tell if he was meant to be his butler or his brother, who just his, his yeah, or his butler, butler who just looked but, just like but, him for no reason. Brother, brother. Nah, you can't portmanteau those two words. Yeah. Okay. So we meet those two. Uh, Moriarty really loves Lewis's omelets, but people in <laughs> elsewhere in the British Empire wouldn't think about omelettes because they've never had one before and that's how we know that the person murdering all of these children has seen the children before the murder what <laughs> it's been a while since i watched the first episode but i thought he just read about it in the newspaper or something yeah he reads about it in the newspaper but then when he's like figuring out um that it was someone who had like contact with all these boys before he murdered them um the, right. the like parable he weaves is about omelets and how like sometimes he just think he's like out on the field and he's like oh i wish i could have one of lewis's omelets right now but like people in india wouldn't think that because they've never had one of lewis's omelets right and i was like what is happening <laughs> um i think he's um he's bemoaning the shameful state of british cuisine <laughs> is he no he's doing the opposite of that in fact because he's praising the omelets um but also, I wouldn't say omelettes are particularly British. Then what are they, Regan? What are they? I mean, I always think about omelettes as being a Japanese thing. Huh. They? Oh, yeah. They do the omurice. They do do as omurice. famously seen in Terrace House, Boys and Girls Next Door. Mm. This is this has just become a podcast about omelettes now, hasn't it? I mean, just <laughs> We also met the other brother, whose name I don't know. It's not Alan. Albert? William? Al... 
So William is Moriarty, I think, but was also the name of this the, the Joffrey kid in these episodes until he stole his identity. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Right. Okay. Uh, but then there's the older brother who, let's say his name is Albert until the subtitles revealed to me what it actually was. <laughs> oh, are, you talking, not, are you talking about Alfred? Green, green eyes? Uh, Brown hair, green eyes? The guy in blue coat the entire yeah, episode. Yeah, blue coat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Alfred. Alfred okay. Moriarty. It was not at all clear to me in the first episode how he was related to them. I thought he was just like a guy they knew. Yes, same. Oh, yeah. Also, in the first episode, I thought Lewis was Moriarty's John, if that makes sense. What does that mean? I have no idea that what like- that means. Uh, he was the Watson to Moriarty's Sherlock. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I thought you were driving at some weird sex work thing. <laughs> Uh, so this is uh, John. He's my John. Everyone in the room gives you a strange look. No, 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 like my Watson. Oh. Sorry, it's because we watched the BBC one the last episode and they just call him John in that because he's an... I was going to say because he's an adult man and he doesn't get referred to by his surname, but I did spend a lot of time yelling about the fact that they kept referring to a victim as... Hey guys, future Liam here. At this point, Regan's audio cut out for 10 seconds or so before we realised it. Anyway, all you miss is that she uh, is annoyed at all the people in the previous episode of Sherlock we watched calling a man whose surname is like Westfield or something Westy all the time. That's all you need. We'll get back to it. Oh yeah, Westy. We all love Westy. Oh, Westy. I'm back, baby. Do you want me to clap? Sure. No, it's fine. You can deal with it. Great. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Gotta love it. I would, I would appreciate a clap if it's not too much effort. Well, you'll see where the track stops. So okay. if anything, you should clap. Okay. Well, that was a good clap. Thanks. Okay, so my overall opinion of this, of this show, having seen three episodes, are that it looks like they're setting up some interesting intrigue and, like, it looks like in the opening he's going to assemble, like, a little gang of uh, revolutionaries. Uh, and fight Sherlock Holmes, but we haven't seen any of that yet, and that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> yeah. We've we've just gotten a prologue of who he is-ish? Maybe kind mark. of. Yeah, just just some random... Urchin. Murder, I murder guess. Murder urchin or merchant. Ah, merchants. <laughs> Love them. Anything else to say overall, folks? I was just confused why you picked this because I thought it was going to be a, a not anime, but I've already said that. Well, I picked it because we have an anime podcast, Nick, and Regan and I have a mystery podcast uh, where we've just finished doing a quote-unquote month, more like three, of Sherlock Holmes shows. Ah, I see. That makes more sense. Hmm. This When I was watching it, I was just thinking, this is the most anime take on Moriarty I've ever seen. When I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, I should have picked, like, Detective Conan or Lupin the Third or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we'll have, have to do more part. crossover episodes. Oh, oh no. no. Oh. <laughs> this is a good vibe. This um, is working out as well as I had hoped. <laughs> but no, also, I thought it was... Oh, you go. Oh, I was going to say a contender for my highlight, but I decided that it it feels shady to have this as my highlight of the episodes. But damn that theme song. Oh, yeah, pretty good. Oh, good music. Solid. Very Very anime. Also much like the um, Sherlock, BBC Sherlock Moriarty. Uh, It ends with him shooting himself in the head. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What? 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 Why does the BBC one... Okay, so the anime version, I perfectly understand. Oh, he shoots himself in the head at the end. Great. Sure. Symbolism. Whatever. BBC one. Why does he shoot himself in the head in the end of a BBC well, we intro? About, no, no, not in the intro, in the show. 
Oh, I just thought it would be like an anime opening on a BBC that show. Would, and that'd like, be wow. so good. That would be incredible. Japan's cultural penetration is remarkable. <laughs> Moriarty the Patriot, episode two, The Scarlet Eyes, part one. Albert, the son of an earl, is deeply discontent with Britain's class system. When he decides to visit a charitable aid organisation, a brilliant young orphan there catches his attention. This strangely compelling boy seems wise beyond his years. I just love that when you read it out to me, it does sound incredibly stupid. <laughs> just, just like, just comparing what I saw in the episode and what I'm hearing on that what is it, the IMDB page, Something I'm assuming? Like that. Wherever, I could, wherever I could find a brief synopsis. Yeah, just hearing it back, I'm going, man, that is that is a little bit dumb. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit dumb, but goddamn, I'm into it. I'm into but it. Doesn't everything sound dumb when you distill it into one sentence? Oh, I don't know. JoJo sounds about the same, honestly. <laughs> like, like any episode of JoJo's that we have a one sentence description for, we're like, that happened. That, yep, fair enough. Fair enough. We smash cut to a map of the world and we learn about colonialism. We yeah. do. Colonialism and classism. You see Britain... So there are three classes yeah. and only three. There's the lower class, the <laughs> middle class and the upper class. And the upper class makes up less than 3% of the population, but they have all the wealth and the power. That damn 3%. If only it was 3% these days, am I right? Yeah, Occupy Wall Street. 3% is still bad, guys. 3% <laughs> is still fucking shit. Like It's shit, but it's three times more than 1%. Yeah, but right. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. But make it like 33% at worst, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, Nick. Just give 33%. As long as all the classes are of equal size. <laughs> There's no class disparity because it's all fair. Oh, hang on a second. Hang on. <laughs> oh, yikes. Okay, big beautiful train going oh, across God, the I countryside. Oh God, I about this framing device. Yeah. But okay, can I just can I just vent about the entire series of events of what happens here? Yeah. Of course. And then its conclusion, mm -hmm. just briefly. Yeah. So so there's a guy on the train. Just some rando. Some random guy who's reading the newspaper and he's sort of looking at the headlines that are like, oh, England's still going well. And he's like, ah, good, England's going <laughs> he's well. He's actually reading the sports what? and racing section, Nick. Yeah, and he's, he's like, oh, what horse am I going to bet on? And then some dude just opposite him, who I assume we already know is Moriarty. Yeah, because we've watched episode one. Of course. Uh, and he just goes, oh, I can tell you who's going to win in the horse races. And he's like, what? How do you know that? And then we have two episodes where he doesn't really explain which horse to pick or how he knows. But then at the end of the end of the second episode, he does come back and say, "And that's the end of the story I was telling you," which I did not yep. realize we were doing. And the guy's like, "Wow, that that's a really good story." And I was sitting there going, "That wasn't what he asked for on any level at all." He didn't ask for anything, to be fair. <laughs> he literally was just like, wait, wait, so you know which horse is going to win? It's like, oh, absolutely. How do you know this? And that's my life story. And that's how I killed my adoptive parents. W wow, man, that's that's pretty heavy. But um, d which horse is going to win, though? Like, just give him the answer. It's just a strange Actually, interaction. It's a strange interaction, but also the way that they framed it is like, he was telling the story that we've just watched the entire time. But there's no fucking way he was. Because it's a highly illegal story. 
it's a highly illegal story. Mm. And also then the um the guy's like, oh, it must have been so nice having such a you know loving set of parents and brothers yeah, and I think, whatever. I think and we're like, to assume yeah. he told a very sanitized version of that story without all the criminal oh, like, parts. Everyone died in a fire except the three yeah, of them. Yeah, and now we're mm. together and we look after each other. And that's how I know who'll win on the horses. Did he even tell that story in the first place? Did he just say, oh, actually, I'm just really smart? <laughs> no, he definitely talks about how you just need to, like, horse racing's very easy to, I don't, he obviously didn't have this accent, but he did in my head. Horse racing's very easy to uh, figure out. If you look at all the available data, you can get it right 80% of the time. Is this when we've trans, trans, translated into the flashback? Yeah. I didn't mm. understand a lot of this translating into okay. flashbacks. Well, he's a child because it would, like... Well, yeah, but it would kind of flash back and then flash back again and back again it's and back. Got and a I was lot like, of asynchronous on, storytelling, much like a show we watched a, on JoJo's a World real, called Barkano. Yeah. A real where Barcano no two of scenes a, of a flashback sequence happen in order. Oh god, it's Italian That's for noisy nightmare. ruckus. I'm bad enough at following plots. I don't need this. Yeah, a significant I portion think- of our watch through of that series was us like charting with red string who was where and how they knew everyone. <laughs> oh well, also, that I can get behind. Also. Just figuring out, okay, is magic real? Like, is it, is it real? Like, we know something here is happening, but is magic real? So it was a real Nancy Drew. Yeah, pretty much. All these shows are basically <laughs> the same. Yeah. Yeah, I'm realising that we should probably just do one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, three um, working class men are looking at the, the horse fixtures uh, and a well-dressed young Moriarty boy comes up and is like, I've analysed all the data with my hard drive in my brain, like BBC's Sherlock, and I can tell you that the John Stryker horse is going to win. Good day. I was really hoping this would be, like, the rest of the episode. Oh, just, like, him fixing the horse races or something? No, literally him just discussing, ah, data, let's talk about the math. And I'd be like, Liam, you son of a... Th- you've done so well, so well. I think well, you would Liam. enjoy BBC's Sherlock, Nick. I, which one? As in, like, the modern show? Yeah, the Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, it's pretty all right. I do enjoy okay. it. He it's pretty talks good. a lot about the yeah. data in his brain. He does. And then all the cell phones switch off, and everyone's like, how does he do that? And no one knows. I've only seen and one I episode. Sit Is magic real? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is magic real? That's the real question. Okay, so some <laughs> other stuff happens. Like, everyone's thanking him for his wise wisdom, and he gets a box of cookies. Wait, they were cookies? I don't know. I thought they were dumplings. I thought they were potatoes. I don't think he's going to take I... a bunch of raw potatoes home to eat with his brother. No, no they, they were cooked potatoes. They were like roasty potatoes because the steam came off when Albert, Alfred, Alfred? Albert. Albert. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> Just call him he... Alphonse to make it easier. Yeah. You can call him Al. When Blue... <laughs> when Blue Coat broke one open, it was steamy. Okay. That's why I was like, ah, oh, dumpling. Yeah, like a boiling hot potato. Yeah. <laughs> that you Which <laughs> broke open with his bare hand. The potato I was going to say his raw hands, and then I was like, that's not what they're called. <laughs> no. Oh. What? Not Sorry. even remotely. We were all being funny over each other. Yeah, that's going to be fun to edit. <laughs> uh, this, this has got a real JoJo's World energy already. The potato <laughs> is the dumpling of Ireland. <laughs> Wow. (laughs) Sure. I don't know if I can even refute that, to be honest. So Alfred comes and picks him up and is like, all the the, the onlookers are like, that's Master Alfred and his his younger brother, Master William. And they're all like, oh, in their carriage ride, uh, Alfred is like, oh, fuck. Albert, 
someone's using power tools nearby. That's quite annoying. Um, Albert is like, uh, oh, everyone's everyone's uh, so impressed with your knowledge with your knowledge palace, uh, brother. Soon you shall rule the world, or whatever. <laughs> Soon you'll take over the working class, and we'll rule over them. But little do we know. He's fighting for the working class. Whoa. I'll help you I'm, I'm tapping my nose sneak here. these delicious potatoes into the house for your sick brother, who is even now swabbing the deck. Because the butler hates him. The butler. What are this? Okay, this butler's a real dick. Why haven't they fired him? Because they're also well, dicks. Because, yeah, everyone in the upper class are assholes. We know this. Oh, no, wait, hang on. I forgot about where in the timeline this bit is. The distant past. 1866 no, yeah, to be precise. I forgot it's in the the living parents okay. timeline. Yeah, this horrible butler is like, why are you wearing Master William's good clothes, Mr. Unnamed Moriarty child? <laughs> does he ever get a name? I'm not <laughs> sure. Mm. No, I don't think he does. Interesting. Very interesting. Not giving someone of such a low class a name. How interesting. And he, well, mm. no, because Lewis has a name. Yeah, Lewis has a name, but this guy, he doesn't get a name. No, this guy just takes William's name after they kill him. Yeah, he never had a real name, though. Terrible. Terrible. He deserved a real name, but he never got one. All he got was some hand-me-down name from a rich... Actually, he got a lot of money out of it. God damn, this yeah. guy, this guy, this fucking asshole. He comes in here without a name and then he gets a name. <laughs> All right, simmer down, son. <laughs> He's just like Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> he didn't have a name, then he did have yep. a name? Incredible. That's history. That's Broadway, son. <laughs> Anyway, okay. this guy. So, this guy. This guy, Alfred, he's getting sassed by his shitty little brother in the hallway, being like, I can't believe you go and watch those urchins at the school. They stink. Isn't it called yeah, like the he, busted house? He keeps calling it the raggedy school, mm. I think. And yeah. I was like, that's rude. And then there's a shot of the school, and it's like, the H&R block raggedy school. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you literally, that's actually what it's called? <laughs> It's anime. Alfred that's, is taking his do. carriage to the raggedy school and looking at the waving Union Jacks and thinking about how much he hates England. Regan, as a certified resident of the United Kingdom, how did that make you feel? Both a resident and a citizen, yeah. baby. Ooh. It's how I've been here for five years. Have you just never questioned it? No, I figured you probably had a dual <laughs> citizenship situation going on. Yes, or I secretly got married. I think I'd know um, about that. I didn't. Yeah, you would, because I'm really bad at secrets. <laughs> As soon as I buy people presents, I'm like, do you want it now? I know Christmas is in a month, but do you want it now? <laughs> how do I feel about what? England. How do you, how do you feel about uh, Alfred's disdain for England? Uh, as someone living on Plague Island right now? Yeah, I fucking get it. <laughs> <laughs> when you see that Union Jack, do you just go, oh, no, no, not today. Not today. Yeah. I feel nice. like I've gotten much more... Uh, Patriotic towards Australia while oh, I've lived no. here. Oh dear. A dangerous Patriotic's pastime. the wrong word. When I say patriotic, I mean like I feel like it's my duty to educate people on democracy sausages and stuff. Oh yeah, the, the fair, good stuff. Fair. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, the good shit. But like <laughs> that was my round in the work Christmas quiz was just all Australian things. How many Australian questions are in the work Christmas quiz? In England. There were three, because yeah. everyone had to do oh, three okay. questions. That's oh, enough. okay, that's interesting. <laughs> I love that. Now we're just going to be grilling Regan over. So tell me more about this strange and unusual land you call England. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
actually, do you know, this is a completely sidebar, but I feel like Liam at least will appreciate this. One of the rounds in the quiz uh, was playing a piece of a classical song. Nope. A section of a classical piece. <laughs> and then the question was, you had to uh, guess which Andrew Lloyd Webber song. Oh. He had completely ripped off from that piece. <laughs> oh, wow. It's so easy. They're like exact rip-offs. It's incredible. Was one of them Skimble Shanks the <laughs> Railway Cat? No. Was one of them uh, from Starlight Express? Mm, no. Okay, one more guess. Come on, Liam. Come okay, on. I've bring got it this. Home, I've bring got it this. Home. Was one Throw of them middle. that techno remix of the Tetris theme he released? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, that's real. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my god, Andrew Lloyd Webber, calm down. Okay, so there are these two orphans at the orphan school and they're reading to all the other orphans. Well, one of them's reading, the other one's just kind of sitting yeah. there being sick. The other one's sick all the time, that's his characterization. <laughs> Literally, even after the operation, he's still sick somehow. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I thought it just hadn't happened yet, maybe. I mean, maybe, but also he does self-inflict harm on him later just to be like, this was my one identity piece. I need to just harm <laughs> I need myself a somehow. Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, my God, dude. So they're orphans. They used to hang out at the British Library a lot, uh, the museum, sorry, uh, and then they went to the orphanage instead. And that's how they're so smart. Well, no, I think the so librarian smart. was like, you need to fuck off out of the British Museum. Oh, so. okay. Um, you so cretin. Them but I guess we're to, to understand them. that's why young unnamed Moriarty is such a genius because he's been supping at the teat of colonial knowledge. Ah, didn't like that expression. He's got that, he's got that upper world knowledge, but that lower world um, grit. He's like um, a young Dio Brando in many ways from episode one of ah. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in which he is taken mm. to a wealthy estate and resolves to take its wealth for himself. Mm. And he kind of does. And he's got blonde hair and red eyes. Mm. Shit, he does, doesn't mm-hmm. he? This is Jojo's is this world star, Regan. Is this a rip-off of JJBA? Is this just one massive rip-off? Meanwhile... Young is dead. Okay, yep. A bunch of rich toffs are all, like, really thirsty for this charitable duchess who's like, we're adopting an orphan. You should all adopt orphans too. And he's like, I'll adopt two orphans. That'll show them all. <laughs> right? All right, I have a lot of questions about how this plays into the death of everyone. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I phrased that wrong. Let me tell you my <laughs> questions. There was a very clear series of events regarding the death of everyone. Yeah, so. no, I, yeah, I understand how it played into... I understand how adopting the orphans played into the death of everyone. But what I don't... So, okay, right. So, there, I just... This doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So, they adopt, the, they adopt Moriarty and Lewis. Mm-hmm. And Moriarty goes around town pretending he is William and telling florists to put vinegar in the water and whatever. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that's William. Mm-hmm. But William existed. Yeah, but William's mm-hmm. so had just William's always talking about never how he him? hates going and seeing poor people, so I guess they just don't know what he looks like. But people knew what he looked like. He was like he went to school and shit. Did he? He was about to go to Eton. But he hadn't yet. Yeah, but he was like 14. Surely he'd been to school. Maybe he had a... Oh, maybe he was homeschooled. Tutor. Tutor by that evil butler. Taught him everything he knew. But also, so the dad has been like fucking yelling at everyone about um, the... How he adopted two orphans. So did they just have to tell everyone that one of them died in the fire? 
Actually, that makes sense. You know what? I figured it out because that would be William's body. I figured it out, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> you solved it. Congratulations. You did it. I did, you it. did it. You threaded the needle. Well, listeners, that's everything that happens in the rest of these episodes. <laughs> So um, it's the Moriarty family that's going to adopt them. Lady Moriarty hates the idea and that's why the butler hates them. She's a bit like, why are you bringing dirt in this house? I don't like dirt. Mm -hmm. And the dude's like, we're going to bring the dirt in so I can get with this other lady who's not my wife. Yeah. Alfred keeps visiting the... um, the school where all the, the children gather around uh, the Mori or the soon-to-be Moriarty siblings uh, to get radicalized. <laughs> to get radicalized. Yeah. That is Yikes, exactly accurate. what happens, though. Yeah, yeah. And basically, he just keeps going and seeing them, and then he goes and sees a uh, young unnamed Moriarty too, uh, and he's giving a bunch of burly men some calculations driven in the dust. And when they um, see uh, Alfred approach, they kick all the calculations away. And uh, it's like, oh, were you helping those men? Oh, no, it's fine. I gave them all the info I needed. And he overheard them talking about, like, digging a 40-foot trench. And then later he's overhearing some people talking about the news that old Mrs. Thompson's safe got broken into and they dug a 40-foot trench through the sewer. Mm, How oddly accurate a measurement that could be misconstrued as 39. And yet it was not. (laughs) But also we have to assume there was a week time jump because Moriarty told them it would be, it would take them at least a week to fucking dig. Yeah, Yeah, I'm fine with that. There's so many skips in this episode alone that it's just like, wait, wait, so he's not in the family. Okay, great. And then later he is, and it's like, okay, so he is in the family, and then he's not. And it's like, what? I know. Things are relatively a lot of linear gymnastics. for a while now, at least. Yeah, it kind of mm. calms down a bit, but it's still but it really just spins like spins right so up again skips. towards the end. Mm. So uh, he goes and sees all the kids uh, hanging out in the chapel of the raggedy school, where they're like, uh, young Moriarty school. is giving his treatise on how, to, on how what, what nobles are like. Ah, well, you see, a good nobleman is a good nobleman, but a bad nobleman is a dead nobleman. Now, children, chant what we do to bad noblemen. Kill the rich! Kill the rich! Pretty much. And then, like, there's, they all look pretty angry, apart from one girl who just looks really cheery <laughs> about it all. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's going to be one of the good ones, you know? When you need someone to burn the rich down, she's your gal. I think one well, of these also, guys... Well, also, she's cute, so, you know, no one's going to assume. Mm-hmm. Mm, exactly. I think, she's the good one. I think one of these guys, an older version of him, might have been in the opening with a gun, but I'm not certain. Ooh. Ooh. That would be, well, well, uh, well. like, a good amount of... For, uh, it'd be good. Yeah, they would have laid their groundwork. That, thank you, yes. No worries. Meanwhile, young Master William stabs a maid with the fork with a fork in the hand for spilling his tea because he's awful. Just the worst. <laughs> Just literally no provocation whatsoever. And then, uh, Al- in response, Alfred goes and uh, oh fuck, uh, what's, what's his name? <laughs> Albert. Albert. His name is Albert. Albert goes and lays on his bed and has an extensive series of flashbacks about bad rich people. Yeah. Oh, I just love that, like, so, okay, Albert, I understand where he's coming from, right? It's like, we see bad people doing bad things and all the status and whatnot. William's just the worst. He's just, he's just there doing yeah, shit. He's just Joffrey. Like, right? But it's like, even Joffrey was like, I enjoy inflicting pain on others. But William's just like, why do you enjoy it? It's like, we won't have time for that. He just, <laughs> he's an asshole. Okay, just let it be that way. 
Albert goes and has a conversation that we flash back to. Like, we get fragments of it throughout this, these next, the remainder of this episode and the next one, where he's talking to uh, young Moriarty in the ch- the chapel and they're all backlit by the setting sun and he's like laying out his um his whatchamacallit his um manifesto and then we keep cutting to like painted shots of um the great red dragon by william blake i think what 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 hey that's there were shots of that painting uh, that you know the name of yeah because it features in um in red dragon and hannibal oh i see famously Francis Dollarhide, aka the Great Red Dragon, uh, eats the painting. What? 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 Hang okay. On. What sure. the fuck is this painting? <laughs> yeah, what's it called? The Great I'm Red Dragon. Right the Great Red Dragon. It's like a fucked up Vitruvian man. It's the devil. Oh. I don't. I don't like it. Specifically, if you go to the Wikipedia page for the Great Red Dragons, I think the one we were seeing was the second one down. Okay, I will go to the Wikipedia. I'm page. enjoying his rippled everything. I like that. I like that chiselled feature set. That's a. Ooh. And while we're seeing the shots of this and shots of like the stained glass windows of the chapel, he's talking about how like classism has twisted the hearts of the people so that we need to we need to stamp it out and destroy them and then their hearts will be pure. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. We do need to kill the rich. I, I will say that. Yeah. And eat them. <laughs> I will go on record as saying that. Much like a young Francis <laughs> Dollarhide killed and ate the great red dragon painting. Okay, when you say he ate the red dragon painting, yes, literally he ate the painting. Yeah, he ate a painting. It's not good for you. Is this like the guy who ate a Spitfire, but this guy ate a Nick, painting? This is um, this is fiction. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant this guy made this painting, which exists. The painting does exist, but in the fiction yeah. of the red dragon story, the serial killer Francis Dollarhide eats the painting. I see, I see. Right, so right, he's, right. So he's not a real person. No. It's just that, okay, all right. So his stomach isn't real. I don't have to worry about how that all worked out. Cool, <laughs> we can move I on. I think he would have died, I, I'm going to assume. I mean, there's that guy who eats, like, spitfires and, like, I cars. You keep saying that and I don't know what you mean. There's a guy, there's a man who eats, like, metal and glass just as a hobby. He's like a... I think he's a German engineer, maybe, I want oh, to say. Oh, that's how but he, he learns about like... things, because he eats them and gains their knowledge. <laughs> Instead of being a serial killer who's a psychiatrist and learns about people and all their wants and needs, he's an engineer who learns about all the ins and outs of every vehicle he wants to consume. Oh, hold up. M- Monsieur Mongetou. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is this the guy? Known for eating unusual objects. Yes, Same. this is the guy! Oh! Yes. Michelle I just Googled man eat spitfire. <laughs> the man who ate an aeroplane piece by piece. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is legit. He's the real deal, okay? I've known people to eat some weird things in my time, but this guy, right? What are your top five eats... weird things people you've known have eaten? Okay, well, this list from Wikipedia lists them all, in fact. <laughs> so, bicycles, shopping cart, chandeliers, bed, because he may have been lazy one week. Skis and then parentheses pair close parentheses because I needed that. He he ate a computer. This this fucking guy. Oh my In God. the end credits, the Moriarty brothers are painting a wall. They are yes. Ooh, and like what could it techno music is playing. <laughs> so uh, is this meant to be them like because they keep talking about like how 
Albert wants to live in the world that young Moriarty envisions? Is this meant to be them, like, literally envisioning a nicer world? I guess so. Mm. Or is it just them, like, having some japes? This is them. This is a pretty common occurrence in a lot of um, anime end credits where, like, it's something, no matter what the tone of the actual show is, it's something pretty lighthearted. Uh, and also, like, it might be abstract symbolism or it might just be, like, some nice-looking bullshit. <laughs> right, okay. It's them either making the flag of the revolution or, like, headbanging to some dope beats. It's difficult to tell. There's a post credit scene. There is. Yes. Oh, mm. and in the first episode, the post credit scene, after they've got a tailor to murder the man who murdered his son um yep. the post credit scene is lewis being like oh is there anything in the papers and moriarty's like no absolutely no notices about a rich man getting taken from his carriage and murdered it's almost like if no one reports on it it's the perfect crime looks into the camera wait why is he looking at me because <laughs> he's committed the perfect crime so alfred's Al- albert is like uh an orphan with such powers of mind and speech, he's so interesting and he's so backlit. And behind him, Lewis is like, should I stab this guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Such danger. Then we abruptly cut to a big burning building uh, and firemen trying to put it out and they all stumble out of it. And he's like, who are you? I'm Albert James Moriarty. And these end of episode. Oh, but who could they be? Oh who God, could they be? We We've know. already met them. We've never seen them before. I thought they burnt down the school when it cut to this. <laughs> I thought they burnt down the stables because it had a distinctly stable arch. I get that. Yeah, I can see that. I definitely thought they burnt down the home, and this is where I wrote my hidden envelope entry. Yeah, well, hold on I to that for the, now, Nick. Well, I thought the mystery that we were trying to solve was who burnt down the house. Yeah, me too. I didn't even realise there was a house that had burnt down. As I said, I thought it was the school they burnt down for some reason. Then who burnt down the school, Liam? Them. Who burnt down the school? Them, obviously. Why would they kill all of their like little revolutionary orphan friends? I don't friends? know. I didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. That's what I thought they Nothing. had done. That makes an even bigger mystery. Why would they do this? Start, we don't know. <gasps> start of next episode. More of the chapel conversation. So they flash back to this conversation a lot or about Albert being like, he was just really interesting and that's all that drew me to him. And I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. We get like six different shards of this conversation. I'm not entirely sure what the final order was. But now in the bit we see now, it's Moriarty, young Moriarty looking over his shoulder at Albert being like, you're a nobleman. Would you like to help me destroy the class system? And he's like, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, he's like, funny you should say that. I've actually been thinking about doing that myself. Funny you should say that. I've actually been thinking about adopting some orphans. Guys, what did you think um, in the opening credits of this show of the design of anime Sherlock Holmes and anime Watson? They were in this? I'm almost, yeah, what? I am 100% certain that they are the shots of the guy with like a blue ponytail in a black suit and the blonde oh. man in the bowler cap running with oh. him. Purple hair guy. Sure. That had not even occurred to me that that's who that was. I'm hundo P certain that's our boy Sherlock. Mm, that makes sense. I just thought it was some random other guy that we would meet later who's like, <laughs> oh, my name is Boyhood Charm. Oh, what do you do, Boyhood Charm? It's like, oh, I'm representative of your lost innocence oh, as a child. Why would that be the case? Because it's an anime, damn it. It's always going to happen. You know what I realised, like, literally yesterday? 
Mm. No. He's called Dr. House because it sounds like Holmes. No, it doesn't. What? Yeah, it does. It doesn't sound at all like Dr. Holmes. What are you talking about? You're talking about House so starring... House um, starring... Um, Hugh Laurie. No, Hugh Laurie is a Sherlock Holmes loose adaptation. Yeah. And it's like House, Holmes, House, Holmes. What? Oh, ha- oh, yeah, if you take the L out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I got it now. I'm with you. That's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> No, yeah, I still got is. nothing on that. I still got nothing on that. Holmes House does not sound similar to me. But like, no, they don't sound similar, but they're they're two ways that you could describe the same building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Liam fucked up with his explanation there. <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Co-hosts rise up. We got this. Okay. Yeah. You, so a house yeah, and nice. a home. Yeah. I don't know if they were going for that. They though. absolutely were. Surely not. They definitely not. were. Surely not. He's not the Sherlock Holmes of the medical science. No, explicitly. Well, actually, explicit, literally, explicitly, yeah. that's what the show is. Yeah, that is literally exactly what he does. He's a medical detective. Yeah, yeah okay. All right. Also, a drug With addict. With a drug addiction. Just like Sherlock yeah. Holmes. Ah, oh, it all makes sense. Now but you're the Sherlock stories Holmes. are so different. Why did you bring these orphans into my house, darling? I heard the younger one is sick. He is. Extremely. And <laughs> yes. he never gets better, question mark? No, he's better as an adult in episode one, so we can oh, assume okay. All right. eventually. Meanwhile, at the ball, the charitable Duchess is like, oh, Lord Moriarty, you are so charitable. <laughs> and he's all like... <laughs> yeah, he's like, I didn't only adopt one off and I adopted two because I'm the best. Yeah, and he smirks at his snooty rival. His wife? No, there was, there was like some <laughs> mustachioed douchebag. <laughs> Okay. His snooty rival, his wife. <laughs> his wife kind of is his snooty rival, I guess. I guess yeah. so, yeah. I was like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, Lewis uh, is having an unexplained attack in bed one night, but he's like, it's okay, brother, it'll pass. Just stay here with me. So he does. And then the next day, young real William makes young Lewis pour him some tea in like the absolutely the most psychotic thing in, in this in this episode which features a child murder, this is the most psychotic thing that happens. Yeah, I'll pay that. Yep. Yep. So he makes he makes Lewis pour him tea and then he's like, You think you can make me tea? And then he pours it all in the carpet and he's like, Look what you've done, clean it up. With, With your, your tongue. tongue. It's like, dude, dude. Yeah. Also, he doesn't even say, did you think you could make me tea? He says, pour me a tea. And then he pours it out and says, did you think I would drink a tea made by someone from as lower class as you? Like kind of dog, you asked me to make it. Yeah, like you explicitly said, could you please do this for me? He didn't say please. No, he didn't say He please. definitely didn't say please, no. But he did ask. He didn't really I would ask. Have yeah, that's true. He demanded. <laughs> that is true. He just demanded, make me a tea that I won't drink. I mean, who's? How could he be surprised that he never drank it when he was? Okay, so to be fair, if the if the demand is veiled as make me a tea I won't drink, I do that at least six times a day because I, <laughs> I'm always like make me a tea and then I forget and it goes cold. I'm like, oh well. Who do you I'll stab with tea. a fork? Just myself. <laughs> oh no! Just like young Moriarty's about to do. Yeah. Because young Moriarty <laughs> comes in and he's like, "I will clean up the tea." He's like, "Oh yeah, well if you're gonna do that, then you have to stab your brother with this fork to teach him a lesson." I'm like, no, I'll stab myself with the fork despite you. Does this please you, real Moriarty brother? And then they're back in the room, and and uh, Alphonse. Nope, not Alphonse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, After twenty attempts, we will get this name. This this somehow. always happens on this show. You two like say something. Wrong. Wrong and it gets stuck in my brain. 
we've been saying the right names the whole time. Not the whole time, to be fair. You did have well, to correct I mean, me. Yeah, well, definitely not the whole time. But I mean, most of the time we say what we think is the right name. Uh, yeah. Honestly, a higher percentage of the time than normal. Hmm. Albert is in the room with them being like, hey, sorry about my awful brother. And then like, all right, great, thanks. Oh, yeah, and then they're like, no, you leave so you don't get in trouble. And he's like, all right, bye. So it's nighttime and they're all considering their motivations and the brothers are like, uh, <laughs> what, do, what do they want from us? Why do they invite us into the mansion? And Alf, Albert is uh, staring at a portrait of his family that he is seeing being overtaken by darkness. Ooh, like spiders in the mud. Nope. Uh, like, uh, like termites in the sand. Yeah, right. Like uh, that okay, one that... painting in Nancy Drew that Lucy kept showing up in the background of. Yes. And also yeah. like that one painting in Red Dragon that's slowly being eaten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the stomach acid is pouring over these paintings on Ugh. the walls. And this one Moriarty guy's like, oh, I'm going to eat him up. That's my life's mission now. Just to eat um, the nom, rich. Nom, nom. William, you've got to study <laughs> oh, better. Oh, literally because... eating the rich. Oh, oh I um, get it. It doesn't happen this in is this. Where... <laughs> when are we going to meet the Hannibal Lecter character in this show? I think we already have. What? Moriarty. Oh, God. No, Moriarty doesn't literally I mean, eat he's not people, a cannibal, he? but he's got that intelligent psychopath thing going on. That's, That's true. true. That's true. But I wanted a cannibal. I can't, my cannibal? I can't concentrate on my studies when you're raising those two lower creatures in my house. What will they do to me? And then someone, maybe the wife, is like, if only they could get in trouble with the police and then we would have an excuse. Oh, no, she says just get rid of them. And the dad's like, yeah. I'm not a fucking psychopath. I'm not going to return the orphans we adopted. No, 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 no. He doesn't say, like... I'm not just going to return. He's like, think of how much trouble that would be. It would put me in such great shame. Yeah, he'll lose face with charitable duchess. I'm not some psychopath. I wouldn't just throw these boys on the street if it cost me good standing. Come on now. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So he's like, oh, if only they got in trouble with the police and young William smirks mischievously. While looking at his fork. That's just cut into an egg. And he's like, (laughs) a delicious omelette. And so all the eggy goodness is like spilling out over his fork. And he's like, man, what is it with this guy in forks? He just likes stabbing people with uh, multi-pronged nettle things. (laughs) Yeah. He's just a big fan of it. So, um, Alf, 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 but, uh... Alphabet Alphabet. uh, slams his hands on the table and stands up and all his vision collapses in darkness. I mean, Alphabet is a good character, but like (laughs) this bit really confused me because I was like, is he going to pass out or is he actually just becoming unhinged? And neither of these things happen. He goes and sees young Moriarty in his room who is like, is this the recompense you shall seek from me, boy? Yep. And then hard cut away again. And then the blood moon rises. (laughs) I knew it. I knew you would say that. I knew you would say that. I mean, it's what happens, right? It's literally what happens. Everything's bathed in red light because crimes are going to happen. That's how it works in real life. That's true. Young William Moriarty, the real one, is sneaking into his parents... No, has snuck into the boys' room? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But he... We saw the parents sleeping. Was that just to show that everyone is asleep? Yes. Okay. And he's... Again with the forks with this guy. He's got a big bundle of forks and he's going to hide it in the boys' room and then find it there later as if they've stolen it. But they're, they're smart. They're intelligent psychopaths, so they aren't actually asleep. And it's like, aha, we knew you would come. 
Time to kill you. He drops all of his forks on the floor like a chump. <gasps> My precious forks. And he's like, oh no, what will I do now? And Moriarty's like, use a spoon, big boy. Yeah, have you so seen that um, that short film, the, what is it, incredibly slow murder with the incredibly inconvenient weapon? Yes, but he's just bashing him with a spoon. For like 40 years. Oh, so good. What? It's like a short horror film, <laughs> horror comedy film. I thought... Have I you thought never you guys were it? just doing some improv. No, no, there's like this uh, like ghost demon thing that just hits a guy with a spoon for like 40 years. Yeah, it's like the extremely... You know, I'm going to look it up again. They only made like a trailer for this fake film, but then they also did like some other short films based on it because it was really well received. Wait, they actually did short films? Or like sketches, I guess. Oh, wow. The horribly slow murderer with the extremely... Inefficient no. weapon. It's a spoon. It's literally just a spoon. But I digress. So he smashes this t- this chair and there's like, there's a wooden stake of the leg. And it's like, you're going to kill me with that? And it's like, nah, your real brother is going to. <gasps> he would dare. And he, and, Quite uh, a twist. Al- Albert walks in and uh, William is like, brother. <laughs> Save just... me from these psychopath orphans. I won't. I am one of the psychopath orphans now too. That's right. He's one of us. Flashback of to us. Um, seeking his help in the... Uh, I, this isn't actually a flashback to the chapel. It's a flashback to an entirely no. separate scene where he's backlit by a window in a heavenly glow. Uh, yeah, this was just after breakfast. Yeah. yeah. The recompense you seek from me, will you? I will give you my knowledge, but you must provide the courage and kill your brother. Yes. Mm. He's like, yeah. This seems like a very normal conversation to have after breakfast, yeah? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're family. I kind of get we, it. We share I get blood. That he, I, but I get, that, I get that the Moriarty needed the buy-in of Albert to be like, no, you did the crime with us. I guess. You know what I mean? I guess so, yeah. I, I kind of so. get it. In for a he penny, needs- in for a pound, and he has lots of pounds and they have very few pennies. Yeah, I have no friends come murder with me. That's kind of the the vibe, right? Like, you're with me now. Now yeah. I have a real friend. What Albert didn't realise oh. is that he was also listening to Moriarty's radicalising speeches at the raggedy school. Oh, no. So he's like, I hate you guys, hate your society, hate my family, gonna kill you, gonna stab you with this wooden stake. No big deal. Stabs his brother, yep. but the brother doesn't die, and that's by design. Mm. He's a smart killer. If he does pull it out, he'll bleed out and die. But they would really prefer he waited around to die in the fire. I mean, he's so going to die in the fire anyway. Well, yes, but if there was an autopsy, they wanted it to show that he died with smoke in his lungs, mm. which he wouldn't if he wasn't breathing before the fire. Mm. But but wouldn't the hole in his like chest also be an indicator that something else happened? Like, yeah, but like the whole place collapsed in fire too. So like yeah, so couldn't that just be like a beam had uh, fallen? Like yeah, yeah possibly that happened yeah. after the fire, and like it's you know the eighteen hundreds or whatever. So autopsy tech not great, I'm sure. Leeches. It was just leeches. Oh uh, yep. Oh, uh, he got a couple of leeches to suck out that big wooden spike in his chest. <laughs> Sort him right <laughs> there's out. A, there's a mystery here. All right, grab the leech. Suck, suck. No, it's not get. It's not showing anything. Damn. So we'll they, they turn on all the gas lanterns or the gas mains attached to the lanterns and then they attach a like a tether or a string to uh, the pendulum of a big grandfather clock on one end and the trigger of a gun on another and then they go hide in the wine cellar. Ooh. So that the, the mansion fills with gas and then when the clock strikes 3am the gun fires and then blows up the mansion and, and all the rich people die and their snooty butler I'm sure too. 
and also the various other unnamed servants we saw in the background who we didn't get really get an inkling of their character. Mm. But were probably innocent victims in all of mm. this. Mm. Well, maybe they were in a servant's quarters. True. Away from the house. Maybe, yeah. So they survived maybe. but are now unemployed. To be fair, though. Which is also not good. To be fair... When, when we see the house finally go up, that is a hell of an explosion. <laughs> like, mm. I, I feel like... Yeah, that's up to 59 minutes worth of gas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of death in the surrounding area. That's true. It was like a, a small bomb went off. <laughs> or a mm. big bomb, even. A, a very big bomb, yeah. And as they're leaving the, the, the shaking ruins, uh, uh, Lewis, is that his name? Y- yes. Yeah. Yes. Lewis. He's just questioning everything now. Yep. It's all falling <laughs> apart. What's my name? Am I Lewis? Uh, I think Lewis. I think you're yeah. Alphabet. <laughs> um, who, who has had his mysterious illness cured by an unnamed operation by now? Um, stops and grabs a burning brand and scars his face with it because, like, ah, yes, they will believe. They will never hesitate to believe the word of three children when one of them is injured. Ah, of course, of course. My recompense to the two of you who saved me from my illness. We're all accomplices now. And then they stand now. in the burning building and, you know, do a little, like, quack, 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 quack thing. Okay, which so is th- that's not... definitely what it looks like, but I think what it actually is is them, like, he- helping him to his feet. Oh, okay. I thought it was just all of them being like, let's hold hands and be brothers yeah, now like in forever. Yeah, like in the first episode of Yukio when they draw a smiley face on their hands and all put them in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're in this burning house and they're like, guys, hang on, hang on. Bonding moment, okay? I've got this sweet piece of charcoal. Give me your hands. Smiley faces. All right, boys. We're Okay, we need to get out. Back in the chapel. I'll take that brain of yours and add it to my authority and together we'll kill all the rich people. Yay! Hooray. And Lewis is here. Hooray, he's got a knife. <laughs> he's waiting for the moment to strike. He has no buy-in, but he's just coming along for the ride anyway. Three children are emerging from the burning building. Who are you? We can't put this together from context clues. They could have been servants, I guess. I'm Albert James Moriarty, and these are my brothers William and Lewis. So here's my question, Regan. Yeah. Isn't his name normally James Moriarty in, like, that's what it was in Sherlock? Yeah, Jim from IT. Yeah, so does that mean that, like, kind of the myth of Moriarty that this show is going to be establishing is going to have um, Albert as the figurehead. What do you mean? So, like, because he's he's Albert James Moriarty. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that... But but William's William James Moriarty. Yeah. (gasps) Is he? Which one's the real James Moriarty? Is he William James? I'm pretty sure. Well, then in that case, never mind. (laughs) Maybe they're all James Moriarty and they'll establish, like, a sort of... You know how... (laughs) This is, like, the worst reference I've ever made on a podcast. You know oh, how think, oh, I'm excited. Here we go. You know how in uh, Batman comics right now there are three individual jokers. Are there? Uh, are there? Yeah, and I would believe. And it. they're all okay. the real Joker. Oh, you're saying there are three Moriarty's? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, maybe. And they're all the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all Danny DeVito as the Penguin. <laughs> so we've got these three I'm kids Moriarty. now. We've got Ice to meet you. <laughs> it's just twins and then there's also some other big name actor in the background being like i was the real moriarty all along yeah it's twins and kindergarten cop twindergarten cop if you will hooray oh beautiful (laughs) and that's how i came to bet on horse races 
Oh, that oh sounds like you God. had a really warm and loving family. Yeah, great. Anyway, big beautiful shot of the British countryside and a beautiful train steaming through it, and that's the end of these episodes. How does that explain how he knows what horses to bet on? Yeah, well, I explained it at the very start of that flashback. Oh, I hate it. I, I analysed the data. But it's only right 80% of the time. That's, That's still pretty good. pretty good for bets, yeah. to be fair. You could make a living I need off better. that. better. You could make a living. That's more than 50%. Actually, having worked in a betting call centre for five years, I know that um, people's rates are too high. They often get limited. Gross. Really? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, they don't want you to win. Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah. depressing. But we're not here to talk about betting and just depressing things. We're here to and talk about... And neither is Moriarty the Patriot, to be fair. <laughs> No, Moriarty's here to talk about bringing down the upper classes. Is Alf, Albert the titular Moriarty the Patriot? That's where he must be, right? Or is Moriarty the titular Moriarty the Patriot? It must be Moriarty, right? Because he no. sees the beautiful world that he wants the Empire to be. Yeah. But but Albert Moriarty must be the Patriot who is allowing it to happen the for Patriots. the good of the country, right? Like, uh, like they both why? have the same vision, right? Well, yeah, but it seems weird that... I think I think the yeah. idea is that they don't have the same vision. Like uh, Al- Albert has the like he's got he's like sunk into the depressing doomlessness of it all. What mm. <laughs> the doomed nature of it all? Like this all sucks. And then he sees beautiful golden backlit Moriarty being like, "No, there is a better way. Help me kill your parents." Mm. I feel like that's not so much different visions as the possibility of being able to achieve the same. No, like though. like Alf, Al, Albert is just consumed by hate and and depression, and uh, Moriarty is the one like who can see a way out of it. Right, so he's the real patriot. Yeah, yeah, I figured it out. Hmm. <laughs> Guys, what okay. are your mystery envelopes? Okay, do you want to go first, Regan? Let me let me grab mine because I. Oh wait, no, I can open it on my computer. All right, so I'm going to open my mystery envelope. Oh, love that paper folding. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know why I did that. That was just a piece of paper. Okay, so basically, I asked myself who burned down the house. Mm-hmm. All I had to go off was that Albert Moriarty was going to kill everyone that he loved, or in this case, hated. Yeah. So I wrote down Albert Moriarty, which is wrong. It's, it's not It's not wrong. It's just not entirely right. Yeah, because it was actually the grandfather clock that pulled the trigger. <laughs> so, like... I mean... <laughs> None of us saw that one coming. I know. It's a real Sherlock moment, you know? Like, you think you got it down, and then out of nowhere, grandfather clock. Boom. Bam. And he's there, sitting there with his gun, like, well, well, Sherlock, you thought you could best me. Not in the show yet. It's me, grandfather clock. (laughs) That's a good good name for a Batman villain. That is. (laughs) That is a good name. Regan? Yeah? Mystery envelope? Oh, my mystery envelope. Sorry. I was I, I was off on a um, thinking about how we're going to work Grandfather Clock into our Netflix series. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, episode 2, 18 minutes 48. Alan will adopt Mortuary and Louise. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Laurie Artie will kill William and take his place. Well, so you, they got, set the- you got that 100% right. <laughs> And then post-episode, so they set the stables on fire while William is in there and the parents and the butler because they all suck and that's how they can talk about William and one adopted Lewis. Oh, that was between the two episodes we watched today. Yes, after Sorry, we when saw you said the... second episode, I thought you meant the second episode we watched today. It's like, wow, you're writing that really, really late in the piece. 
No, <laughs> I meant episode two yeah, of the show. I get you now. <laughs> Great. I, I think we were pretty it. close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not me. I mean, Grandfather Clock, he's a real piece of work. Real, but Real hard pretty bastard. Close. Yeah. He's a real but piece of co- mechanical clock? Co- <laughs> clockwork. <laughs> he's a real clockhead, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Okay, so um, highlights yeah. and lowlights. Um, well, my highlight was definitely that tiny girl gleefully chanting about killing the rich. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I want to say my highlight would probably have been uh, the moment where uh, it's it's like they they confront William and he turns around and he drops all of his forks. And I just thought, <laughs> was this really your plan? Like, oh, I'm going to get them kicked out with forks. And I was like, you know, you got to respect the guy for, like, leaning into his aesthetic. Yeah, he, he'd, be a ba- <laughs> he he'd, be, he'd be a cutlery-themed Batman villain. Exactly. He could, de- yes. he could be anything he wanted, but he was like, no, it's going to be the fork that takes him down. My highlight, I think, is the all the um the like asynchronous storytelling of the chapel conversation because I liked how each time it told us just enough to move the next beat of the story along, right? And then also at the same time repeated that one line where it was like, "I just think he's neat." <laughs> I just see like that was my low light. Well, I didn't like that bit of it, but I liked the. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I liked the, the the sharing the fragments of it, but I think that, yeah, they lent on that. Why is he so interesting? A bit much. Yeah, I was going to say that was my low light of just him going. All I wanted to know was who he was. I liked him a lot. That's all that drew me to him. Also, the radicalization of the children. I liked that. I liked that a lot. <laughs> my low like, light mm. was um, William with the um, making making Lewis make him the tea. Like it was just so on the nose. It's like, oh, he's a bad child. Yeah. Mm. No subtlety. It's a bit bit much just to be like, oh, you thought I'd drink this? It's like, yeah. Frankly, it's a miracle they didn't just throw the the scalding tea over him. I was waiting for that. Why did you drink this tea, Potter? I was just like, oh, when's he going to throw it back? We got the angle of him with the tea there. And he just goes, huh. And then, no, didn't happen. Pour it all over this delicious carpet. But then when he's like, lick it up, boy, lick it up good, it's like, oh, God. Oh, God, this is so much worse somehow. (laughs) Yeah, because I guess also, like, he can't get in trouble for that, whereas he would get in trouble for scolding an orphan. Yeah, but surely the mother would walk in and it's like, what have you been doing burning yourself with tea? That's very true. Yeah. He can't get in trouble if he's rich enough. We all know that. There's no justice in the world. That's also a good point. Yeah. Great. Well... (laughs) There's no justice in the world. Good, good drop-off point. <laughs> All right, that's um, that's the last thing in the run sheet, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think it's just wow. goodbye after that. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been a spectacular crossover. I've had a lot of fun. Yeah. Me too. It's been good. Yeah. We should do it again sometime. If you listen to one of these shows, but not the other, almost said one of my shows, but managed to stop myself. <laughs> wow. God damn it. This is why we need to unionise. <laughs> if you listen to one of these shows, but not the other, they are uh, JoJo's World, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast. We're currently, we are about to start doing a show called uh, Revolutionary Girl Utana, which is about abstract gay sword fights. And it's going to be incredible. Uh, I'm going to start tuning in. <laughs> it's going to be incredible. We've seen precisely one clip from this show, Regan, in that there's a very, like, she pulls the, um, she pulls her sword out of the, like, spiritual body of this woman she's got a lot of sexual tension with. 
and then mm. there's like a sword fight where all these cars start popping out of the ground. And then they start driving through the cars, and but then people their headlights are driving like them. beam light into the air. None of it makes any sense. And they're like, I love you. It's like, I love myself. And then it's just something else is happening and you're like, this is well, incredible. Yeah, it was all and Japanese. Then... We didn't speak any of the language. Yeah. Uh, and our my and my other show is uh, Mystery Twins Detective Agency, uh, featuring myself and Regan, uh, where we have just wrapped up hashtag Sherlockdown and are moving on to our next little project, which we haven't decided on yet for certain. <laughs> no, but we should by the weekend. Yes. Do you have ideas? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> the we <do>. certainty. The <laughs> certainty of it. Well, no, we have an entire crime computer. That, um, yeah, Nick, that's uh, no, that, crimes. The computer that you're, we built to think like a detective. Yeah. yeah. That, that you're going to consult with Wait, and no, it's going to be all version like... of that joke. The computer that we uh, built to think like a detective TV podcaster. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, uh, and they can be found at uh, jojosworld.podbean.com and uh, mtdapod.podbean.com or you can tweet at me at jojospodcast or at mtdapod or at Liam S. Smith on Twitter. I was going to get mad at you, but to be fair, you can't tweet at me with the mtdapod Twitter because I only get them if Liam sends me a screenshot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm not really... Uh, a person that exists on the internet. Yeah, Nick's computer uh, that I built to podcast with. <laughs> yeah, I look, the internet is something you can do well at about 80% of the time. So if you analyze all the data. Yeah, if, if you, you analyze, analyze all the data. And that's why I listen to 10,000 posts, a podcast about posting. Oh my god, so many podcasts, Liam. Anyway, uh, this has been cool. This has yeah. been I, um I don't know how to sign off because I assume we all have different sign-offs. Yep. And until next time, uh... Hooly dooly. <laughs> fucking yeah. Until next time, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>